quickly as Zurt Style at the 300 metres mark, dashed away about four lengths in front from my stopper, who couldn't keep up. Beach Baby's over on the inside, Jack the Ripper whacks away, uh, likewise come alive and even one for Betty, but look at this go, Zurt Style, it's about seven lengths in front, and Zurt Style is going to live right up to its barrier trial, comes down to the line to win by five lengths to beat. Hasn't he been a beauty, but the curtain has come down on his career. Zoo Star last run was last weekend. Eight years of age. Zoo Star, the sire, fashion, the mayor, and 28 starts, 10 wins, seven placings, over a million dollars in stakes. And the Josh Fleming call you just heard was his debut, the 27th of June, 2018. It was a soft five. Brad Stewart up, and as you heard, he gave nothing a look in, and he started a dollar thirty. And Josh made reference to the brilliant barrier trial prior to that, and then he won six in a row. Uh, after that, or five in a row subsequently, Zoo style. Tony Gollan, good morning, Tone. Yeah, good morning, Steve. And it's not all been plain sailing with him along the way. There's obviously issues that you've had to deal with season after season with him. You've done a great job managing him. Oh, he's had issues right from the, the get-go. He was he was nominated for two yearling sales and never ended up attending either due to due to Fetlock, you know, joint joint issues that he was obviously born with or, or developed. As a, as a very young horse, so nothing's been smooth sailing with him. I remember the first run along we gave him, then he, sprint, he, he uh, fractured a splint bone, which we had to get removed. That was very early as a two-year-old and just doing basic work. So that, that was all the beginning of his career. Then he had a, a, ser a serious bleed in the Galaxy at, um, at Rose Hill when he was a mile in front there and uh, hit the proverbial brick wall that day. So he's had many, many issues, the horse, but you know to still race that well, as an eight-year-old, winning his second George Moore and then running third in the buffering when we tried him out to the 13.50, purely just to keep him at Doom. And really, his record there was so good, which I'm sure you'll allude to later in this interview. His record at Doom was amazing. Yeah, it was. Um, Tony, just with um, last weekend, you decided to run him at the, the 13.50 metres and he relaxed and he, you know, he, he fought to the very end, didn't he, behind Tamerlane? Yeah, he did. And I mean, we come off fence probably at the 500. Look, maybe in hindsight, we might have stayed on it a little bit longer and just crept off in the straight. But I don't think it would have changed the result. The winner was a stronger horse at the trip and he's got a beautiful run on our back. And once he landed on Zustol's back, he always looked pretty hard to beat the, the winner. But he, he's done a great job, this horse. I, I chose the, the buffering purely for the fact that we wanted to keep him at Doom and his Eagle Farm record is there on paper, which wasn't great. So the Falvalon didn't become an option for me, really. And I wanted to see him finish his career off at Doom. And if he won, he would have finished it at the Gold Coast at the Magic Means. But it's not to be. Tony, where will he retire, Zoo Style? He's going to have a month off um, at Embrook now, where he spent a, a bunch of his life in and out of Letitia Langbeckers at Embrook. And, and then the owners are pretty keen uh, for Jane to, to get him retrained uh, for the equestrian world. And and just see what discipline he ends up going to. So he'll have a month to just to get over the, the rigours of racing and and then he'll go to, to one of uh, Jane's retrainers where he'll be retrained and, and he'll find his um, equestrian discipline. You're talking about your wife, Jane, of course. Uh, what's his general temperament like as an older horse now? Oh, he's a beautiful horse. He's a, he's a real quirky character, but there's no bad in him whatsoever. He wants to do everything you know, relatively quickly, which... He's going to have to learn to chill out a little bit, but he's, he's a lovely, big, athletic horse, big, long-legged horse. He looks nothing like a 1,200-metre horse. He looks more like a, a middle-distance horse with his big, loping stride. And, um, I'm, I'm not sure what discipline he'll go to, Steve, but he, his temperament is, is just beautiful. He's going to love 
having someone fuss over him. He'll need to be managed and looked after. These horses like him, they've, they've got their share of wear and tear. So he's going to need to be looked after. Um, but I'm sure whoever whoever gets him and looks after him, they're going to they're going to really adore him as much as we did. Have you had a horse with better leg speed than him, Zoo style? Oh, he'd be one of the, he'd be the far, I think he'd be the fastest horse I've ever trained. I mean, he did lead an Oakley Plate by four lengths. That's there. right, he did too, outside year, barrier. Yeah, so he's obviously very, very fast. He'd be as, as quick a horse as, as I've ever trained. We've said that from day one. So he's a, he's a very, very impressive animal. Um, it's just a shame that he was so, he was so um, fickle, really. Like any little problem was a big problem for him, unfortunately. Um, but he always had the talent. Tony, I want to concentrate on the Gold Coast on the weekend because both your runners can really gallop here. I'll, I'll start with the Philly Moulin Miss. You wouldn't have heard me, but I just talked about the horses that five of them the past 20 years or so that have backed up from this day and, and been able to, to win the big one. But tell me about Moulin Miss. She's the same sire, of course, as uh, Barbie's sister. Her trial looked very good. The time was good. She's one of Archer Parks, the Wessel family and all, all involved. What do you think of her? Moulong Miss. Yeah, I love her. Yeah, we bought her as a yearling and John picked her out of Eureka's draft in Melbourne and she's a beautiful filly. She's not Magic Millions, so she can't, you know, back up next week. She's an English Premier horse. Um, but she's a lovely filly right from the get-go. She's a bit different to, to Barbie's sister. She was more... She's really up on the bridle, Barbie's sister, and if anything, you're trying to get her to chill out. This filly's far more push-button. Um, you know, you can give her a squeeze and then she'll come back and settle for you and she's got that really, really good turn of foot, which, you know, the good horses have. So I think she's well above average. Um, so is obviously the favourite. <laughs> McAvoy's, he knows what he's doing. He's using the tried and true formula with the backup the week, week into the means, which he did with Sunlight. So it's going to be awfully hard to beat and I am drawn quite sticky. So Ability-wise, tri- she's got plenty of it. Yeah, uh, both bays, uh, Mill, Mill and Miss. Just with so that trial win, the ease of it, and it didn't surprise you at all. And of course, beat Spirited, who came out and ran solidly behind uh, the the favourite of Kennewell's last weekend, and Lucy Yeomans. Yeah, oh, it didn't surprise me at all. No, she had a jump out before that where she was pretty lost and went to the line with another over half a mile, but did it easily. And then the improvement of that trial was was there to be seen. And mm-hmm. she's only sort of had the one little sharp sprint up since then. And, I think mean, I think she's improved again. So she she's in great shape. She's very pre- well prepared for a first up run. Um, would love to have drawn a little bit kinder, but she's got great natural speed and and she doesn't pull. She settles. So she ticks a lot of boxes as a, as a real two year old. More like Outback Barbie. She can begin and she can settle, and then she's got that great turn of foot. So she she's a bit more like a like an Outback Barbie style style filly. Um, obviously, hasn't got the race experience on the board, so we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves where, you know, obviously the favourites of the race experience. But she's, she's very talented. You won the, the Millions last year, of course, with Skirt the Law. She was from a mare called Outback. Kate, was that that same bloodline or not? Was she in the family somewhere, Skirt the Law or not? No, she wasn't. No, no, she, she wasn't. No. Okay. Just with this other one, he can run as well, Ballastia. Tell me about him. His trial was terrific in fast time behind the Hamo. Ballastia. Yeah, he's a really nice horse. Um Troy Corson and Dean Harvey had him, and they had him down at Flemington early, and he, he jumped out well down there to him with the ready to run. He didn't get what what they wanted, and he's um, made his way up here to me. Uh, since then, we've changed ownership groups as well, and he's a pretty impressive colt. He's had a good preparation for this race as well. Uh, obviously, takes on Spywire, which is trying to do what McAvoy still is doing, and the other one is run well and then back up in the millions. But he's a really impressive colt. He, he lacks race experience, uh, being a first starter. 
but he's a really nice horse. He is, and the time was the quickest of the morning that day when he was trying to chase down the hammer, who was pretty flat for well, flat strap in that particular trial, and he box seated. What's the expectation here in this small field with this horse on debut, Ballastia? Yeah, I think the expectation is pretty good. I mean, whether we can, a bit like the other filly, really, whether we can beat the favourite or, or not, I, I don't know with the race experience. But I think he's a he's the right sort of horse to run well. He he'll get um he'll get a lovely run from barrier four. He'll be thereabouts on speed. Format of his trial is good too. I carried a, a bunch more weight than the winner, and I was taking good ground off it late. And the third horse in that trial was Stuart Kendricks. The Defiant ran, boom. Yeah, which ran quite well. Which in this race as well, it ran well last week, and we we put a a fair margin on it um, late. So, you know, if the trial form stacks up, which on these on my two horses work since and the way they look and prepared for these races, um, I'd, I'd be shocked if it didn't. Would he have more ability than the horse, a youngster that trialled solidly in the same colours, uh, Nature Strip Bloodlines, at trapeze artist? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Horse, yeah. He's far more a more natural two-year-old. I mean, as as the season goes on, I mean, who knows? These horses all improve at, at different rates, but he's a lovely colt. He never puts a foot wrong. He eats and sleeps. He's got a beautiful attitude. So he's a colt that's, that's going to do a really good job for the stable, whether it's whether it's right now, whether it's in the Winter Carnival. You're going to hear a fair bit more about him this season. And just with Spywire, obviously you've watched uh, this horse's performances. Why I'm well documented there, uh, just with the jockey situation, whether it made a difference, I'm not sure. But uh, do you think this horse will just bounce on the lead on the weekend here? I'd be surprised they didn't try and ride it with the sit, to be honest. Okay. Um, to watch it really, you know, try and attack the line to get the 1,200. But, look, I'm not going to second-guess what Kieran's thinking or what he's not thinking. But I think I read somewhere earlier in the week they've been riding it for speed just from barriers. But they've got a lovely soft gate here. So I'd imagine they'll just they'll ride it just to tuck in and and teach it to settle to give it every chance for next week. This filly, Tony, race five, she's one of the major fans. She certainly can. She was brilliant last start, winning her maiden. Uh, not unexpected. She was $1.35. The reason she was short, she got back in the mode plate behind West of Dolby and a bounding, who's come out and won since and, and made a lot of ground for back in the field. Yeah, well, she butchered the start the other day uh, in the mode plate, which was a shame. Her run was was brilliant. Admittedly, it was a race that only had a handful of chances in it. Well, I don't think overall it was the strongest mode we've ever seen, which it can be that race. But she made really good ground. We drew wide again then in the maiden, and Jimmy Orman had to make really good use of her. But she responded, and, and she settled well once she got there, and she really put a, put a gap in them. To, to win a maiden and then go to a, a three-year-old Saturday, that's how they got to win the maiden. So the barrier doesn't make it easy for me. Timmy Clark's a very good on-speed rider. He'll ride her up in the first you know, half a dozen, I'm sure, first six, and if we can negate the barrier, there's no doubt we can run well. All right, so take no prisoners similar to last start. Just keep pushing from the gate. Well, whether we oh, whether we lead or whether they break up and we can slot in, I don't know. But I'm not just going to go back to the rear and, and hope for luck, that's for sure. Yeah, of course, so sectionally very good too there. 11.70. I think she was, was she throttled down in that race? Um, late... You sat up on her and had a bit of a look at the, <laughs> look at the big screen. But look, I said, that's how you want to win a maiden if you want to go to a three-year-old Saturday and be competitive. And this is the right race for her. There's no doubt if you look at these horses, this is the right grade for her. I just think the barrier makes it tough, particularly when we don't really know how, how the track will, will race. You know, is there any bias or, or what sort of, you know, what sort of surface we're going to get? We're talking about certainly can. Race five, number nine, around 3.50 at the moment. Tab, fix Freedom Rally. You must be delighted with the way he's ticking over this four-year-old. Yeah, he's still learning, isn't he? You know, that horse outside of him, the run, he was off, he was half off the bridle and he, um, he knuckled down well. Williams give him a, a, a really good ride got him into a good spot, but he, he knuckled down well and 
I thought he was good. He, he's probably the most progressive horse out of the buffering last week. He's only a young horse, and you might see him have one more run if I'm pleased with him next week. He might run on a benchmark 90 over a mile, um, but I think he's a really good candidate for a winter carnival and hopefully a lightweight Stradbroke horse. Yeah, you ran him in the gateway hoping to get that ticket in. Yeah, and obviously I caught down the wrong part of the track and I was possibly a run too early. I, I may have erred my preparation with him. And Comrade Rosa, is she resting? She's resting now for the winter. She's going to have a really busy winter. I think she. I only plan on giving her a light summer, which we did. And I was proud of her on the weekend. She's probably the most luckless horse at Doombin, the way she raced. But she, she's had a, a good summer. She's raced well each run. Um, and she'll be set for the Stradbroke and the Tiara in the winter. She's a valuable mare, Princess Rainies, for the Huddies. Ah, oh, she's been great. We got her you know, mid-prep last time into the winter, and she did a good job getting some black-type placings. My plan all summer was to win this race with her, and it worked out well on the weekend. Blinkers all come off all prep, and she settled well, and she'll have a rest now too, and she'll have a busy winter as well. And I'm just not sure what my target will be there with her now, whether we go the same route as last time or we... We really try and get to those middle distance trips a bit earlier. We know Rothfire won the King of the Mountain sitting outside Lee. What did you make of all that pizzazz, the second favourite? Um, I thought we got caught back in a pretty ordinary spot, and that was probably the issue with that race. There's certain horse you didn't want to follow. We were following one of those. And then we took off wide and early chasing. The headwind at Toowoomba on, on Monday was horrendous. Oh, was it? It was really blowing. So I think you can be... You might look at the winner and think he didn't win that well. He won better than what, what you think. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. Hell of a wind up, hell of a wind up there. And those horses exposed into that breeze did a good job finishing off. So um, we we come, you know, 58 kilos, a lot of weight for him at set weights and penalties. That little horse, he's been carrying much less than those handicaps. So his run, I'd be pretty forgiving of his run. I think we we probably could have been more patient when we were in that position. But, look, he, overall he's had a great prep. I've had a busy spring and summer with him. He's enjoying a good break, and you'll see him come back in the winter as well uh, for some sort of lower-type lower races where he can keep poking, poking away and hopefully getting under the handicappers, you know, mark. Of course, recent winners as well in town. You know, situation room in a sec. You must be delighted with the way things are going. Just in regards to Magic Millions Day, some of the, the firepower at this stake next weekend? Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to seeing Baller again. He's six weeks between runs into the spring. I thought he was great first up in that zoo-style George Moore. I mean, he was brilliant. Um, Natuno goes to the sprint. Zarastro probably goes to the cup. I'll just work out which way I go with him, sprint or cup. I think he's pretty exciting, Zarastro. He's had a he's had a great career with us at the moment. Um, a couple of nice horses in the syndicate, most most notably uh, Golden Boom. We'll resume in that, and hopefully Bazique. So that's probably the... That's probably the strength of our team. Unless Ballastair happens to win on Saturday, he'll back up in the two-year-old. It's quite extraordinary what you've done with Zarastro. Like, he's come from one of the best trainers in the country, and Chris Waller. Um, how many have you won with him now? About six and a couple of unlucky placings? Yeah, we've run two seconds, and I, I think I don't know if we've won four or five with him. I'm not, I'm not sure now, but he's done a, five, a great yeah. job. Yeah, he's done a great job, the horse, and once we got his rating to where it was and knew his magic man, they had to back off him a touch and it made him a little bit vulnerable that day he got beaten in the listed race. And then since then, he's won his next two. Um, I thought his best win the other day at Eagle Farm was the best field he's been in and he treated them with contempt. But I loved his win over 1350 at Doombin. Um, that probably gives me that lean to want to go 1400 at the Gold Coast with him. Just the perfect style, isn't it? When you've got a horse that can do what he does, you know, sit on speed and, and, and you know, run fast time and, and get the job done constantly. Well, he's got he's got high speed, but he's also got got stamina, which is which is pretty important. You know, he's got that 
I think he's a bill on his female line. So he's got good stamina as well. But once he's learned to control his control his speed and, and use his action properly, he's, he's a really nice horse. And he would have been a handful for Chris and his team as a young colt, I'm sure, because he's a very headstrong horse. But, you know, he's been in gelding a bit longer now. So I think I've probably just been fortunate to get him at the right time. All right. So initially, of course, purchased uh, Guy Mulcaster for one million, or just over a million, and then he was bought online and went to you for 32500 So that's an amazing story. I think we're just fortunate we got him at the right time. The boys bought him sight unseen. I didn't even know they were buying him, uh, Jamie Haynes and Darren Smith. And, um, what I did they see in him that him. they liked? <laughs> I think they saw that he was a million-dollar yearling going for, for bugger all. He did have a little bit of form you know, in patches at Chris's. So, I mean, I think they were just dead set throwing a dart, taking a punt. But, look, well done to them, and... He's been a great story, and he's won nearly half a million, so he's yeah. done a great job. Yeah, Mum was, of course, she bought a light finger stakes, didn't she? John Camilleri's mare adrift. That's her. All right, Happy New Year, Tony. Thanks for joining us, and we'll probably chat leading into Magic Minions next week, but you're, you've got the trophy right now, the Queensland trophy. Cert the law. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, don't know if I'll, I don't know if I'll have it again this year. I'll know a lot more after the weekend, but, um, yeah, no, it was, it was a great way to start 2023, and I really hope we can kick off 24 in the same sort of fashion, this is a great carnival, these two weeks at Magic Millions. I absolutely love it, and we've had good success here over the last six, seven years, and I really hope we can have the same again this year. Yeah, there's been a sprinkling of Queenslanders, hasn't there, the past decade or so, you know, skirt the law, and oh, military rose was 2010 in Hootson, so... Yeah, the two-year-old and three-year-old are the big carrots, but, I mean, the other million-dollar races, they're still bloody good to win if you can get them, so it's, a, it's an it's exciting carnival, starting with the rising stars and the wave this week, and look forward then to getting to, to Magic Means Day. It's a busy period, but it's, it's a lot of fun and a lot of money to be won for your clients. Yeah, she was 170, wasn't she? Skirt the law. She's just resting, isn't she, Tony? She is. She looks beautiful. I sent a photo of her the other day. She'll be back for the Winter Carnival, uh, bigger and better. She's a really good good filly. You didn't see the best of her in Melbourne, and you'll see her bounce back at, at home in the winter. Yeah, I just want to get mentioned to Brad Stewart. He had a lot to do with Zoo Style in the early days as well, and, of course, he's just training one or two horses at the moment, so... Obviously, you know, he always battled weight and so on. But, gee, he, he, he and Zustal clicked early on, didn't they? Oh, absolutely. Brad's to ride him every day. He knows him so well. So, I mean, he'll... I'm sure Brad will be reflecting on his career with, with great pleasure as well. And he's a terrific rider, Brad, and I'm sure he's going to make a good fist to being a trainer. Thanks for your time, Tony. Thank you. Tony Gollan joining us this morning on Racing HQ.